I want to share with you an unbelievable idea, an insight that comes out of this week's Torah portion that could absolutely change our lives if we could live with this insight. And it's so simple, but uh, literally revolutionary. Okay, you ready? So we just got out of of Tishabav, which is a day of national mourning for the Jewish people and a time of tremendous tragedy. And we're going into this Shabbos, which is called Shabbos Nachamu, which means a Shabbos of consolation, of, of comfort after the tragedies of Tishabav. And I want to share with you an incredible insight that comes out of this, these two uh, events as well. So according to the Talmud, Tishabav came about because of two things that took place in Jewish history. The first is that when the Jews were in the desert, they sent spies to check out the land of Israel and decided that they didn't want to go into Israel. And the Jewish people started crying that, why did God take us out of Egypt? We want to go back to Egypt. Now we're just going to be die in the desert. We're going to, we're never going to be able to take control of the land of Israel. And the Talmud says that the Jews cried something called Bechias Shel Chinam, free tears. The word Chinam, as we'll discuss shortly, means free. It means they, they cried baseless tears. And the Talmud says that God said, because you cried tears for no reason, I'm going to give you something to cry about on this day forever. And that took place on the day of Tishabav. And that was the precursor to Tishabav being a day of national mourning. Then, fast forward, few thousand years and the Jews were living in the second temple, they started having internal strife amongst themselves and eventually the temple was destroyed by the Romans approximately 2,000 years ago and that took place on the day of Tishabav. And the Talmud says, why was the temple destroyed? And it says because the Jews had sinas chinam. Again, the word chinam, which means free. Words, it means free hatred or baseless hatred. They hated each other for no reason. Again, the same idea of chinam, which caused the temple to be destroyed on Tishabav, which again is the source of our exile and mourning for the past 2,000 years. So what's the idea of this word chinam, which we see appears both times on, associated with Tishabav? The idea of free things is that it means that we don't take things in their proper perspective. We don't value things properly. Now, if you're like me and you're Jewish, so you know that Jews typically like deals. We like to get free things, right? We like uh, we like to shop around. There's this website called Dan Deals, Dan's Deals, which is uh, started by by a Jew who uh, seeks out all sorts of deals online. And uh, we typically, you know, there's a stereotype that Jews are cheap, and I'm not going to lie. There's some reality to that stereotype. Whenever I go to a uh, a very non-Jewish area. And uh, when I find myself you know, traveling in the country or something, and I go into a store, gas station, whatever, to buy a drink, I put on a baseball cap often because I know that I'm going to probably ask, how much is that? And they're going to say like two, three dollars and say, oh, never mind. I'll just, I'll just uh, go get, fill up some water in the sink. And uh, I don't want them to think, oh, there you go. See, cheap shoes again. 
But uh, there is some reality to it. It could be because of the years of poverty and persecution in Europe. It could be residual from the Holocaust, from Jews having to hide and live off of breadcrumbs. But, uh, you know, in Israel, where Jews are comfortable being Jews, we're not concerned about, you know, about being cheap. And it really comes out in the open. I want to share with you the names of some of the stores around Israel where, when I, where I used to live. There was a supermarket chain called Zol. The word Zol in Hebrew means cheap. Supermarket called cheap. Can you imagine in America a supermarket called cheap? I mean, we know there's the 99 cent store, the dollar store, Dollar Tree, but, you know, certain high class people are not going to these stores, right? A store called, supermarket store called cheap. Well, across the street, there was another supermarket called Super Zol, which means super cheap. And down, down the block on the other side of town, there was a supermarket called Zol Ubegadol, big and cheap. I kid you not. These are the names of supermarket branches in Israel. Now, let's talk about pizza restaurants. There's a pizza place that I know of called Pizza Chetzichinam. Pizza half free. Another pizza place called Pizza Kamat Chinam. Pizza almost free. And this one is my all-time favorite. I kid you not. There is a pizza place in Jerusalem that I've been to called Pizza Mamash Chinam. Pizza really free. So I went into the store and I said, I'd like my free slice. They said, that will be 10 shekels. I said, I, false advertising. The place is called Pizza Really Free. But uh, anyway, you know, we really have a love-hate relationship with free stuff. Because although we love free gifts, Kabbalah and the Talmud teaches us that a part of you does not love free gifts. In fact, the Talmud and Kabbalah teaches us that your soul hates free gifts. And according to this, Jewish philosophers and Kabbalists have explained that the reason for the creation of the world, the reason that our souls came down into this existence, into this world of hard work and suffering, and disconnection from God is in order to earn our connection, in order to earn infinite spiritual bliss and connection to God in the next world. Why do we have to earn it? Why can't we just be given it on a silver platter? And the answer is, say the Kabbalist, because the soul hates something called Nahama de Chasufim, bread of shame. In other words, the Talmud says that if you were to receive your connection to God for free, you would infinitely be embarrassed. You would hate it because the soul hates free gifts. In order to truly appreciate the closeness of reward, we have to earn it. So we are put into this world to earn our connection to God. Free stuff isn't valuable. And you can think about it in your own life. When you get a free thing, could be a free gift, a gift that you get from someone you love, you will treasure. But if you get like a free coupon or a waiver, even a free trip, you're not going to value it as much. And anyone who knows anything about marketing knows you got to charge something in order for people to take val to give it value and to give it worth. In fact, when you charge for something, you might actually sell more than if you give it away for free. True. Ask a marketing expert especially when it comes to something that requires commitment or effort. If you want to give away free life coaching, free seminar on how to improve your life, or free uh, free exercise coaching 
weight training, most likely people aren't going to really follow your advice and change their life. But if they pay, that means they're invested. They're now going to put in the effort. So free gifts don't really last. And that's not what life's all about. Yet in this week's Parsha, we find that Moshe, Moses, is praying to enter into the land of Israel. And the word he uses in his prayer is called V'yes Hanan, which means some sort of supplication. But it comes from the word, root word Chain, which means essentially related to the word Chinam, which means a free gift. And the Talmud uh, commentaries explain that Moshe prayed and that righteous people pray for things that are called Amatnas Chinam, a free gift. So why is that? Now, you might think that if you had to pray for something from God, you might think if you need to pass a test or close that deal, get that job offer or that raise, that you might say to God, God, I really need this. I really need this job. I really need this to work out. Please give it to me. You know, last week I went to synagogue for you. Now it's your turn. Get me back. I did for you. You know, you do for me. And you might think that especially all the more so if it was for a mitzvah, like going to Israel, that you'd say, God, I'm doing this for you. Let me get into the land of Israel. Let me go to Israel. Let me do this mitzvah. I'm doing it for you. You owe it to me. And yet the commentaries explain that Moshe asked for a free gift. And in this, we're going to learn the secret to happiness in life. The secret to happiness, my friends, is low expectations. What do I mean by that? We have to know that we are not entitled to anything in life. When you feel entitled, when you feel that you're entitled to respect and to, and to a job and to passing your test or to getting by in life or to people treating you with a certain level of decency, so everyone is stepping on your rights because nobody treats us the way that we feel that we're entitled to. But when you realize that life alone is the greatest possible gift and there's nothing we could ever do to repay Hashem for the blessing of life, for the gift of life, then every moment is a blessing. Every moment is a gift. So even though we're in this world to earn our closeness to God through hard work, working on ourselves and doing mitzvahs, it's a joke because nothing we can ever do could really earn one second of life in this world, let alone the eternal spiritual bliss of the next world. So when we realize that everything is a gift, then even the annoyances that happen to us in our life, we realize they're nothing. It's no big sweat because we're alive. And people who have near-death experiences or who overcome an illness, myself, when I got out of the hospital from COVID, a friend of mine, when he survived a crazy potential car accident, said, you walk around saying, oh my gosh, I'm alive. This is amazing. My kid's crying in the middle of the night. Thank God, this is fantastic. I got to take out the garbage. Great. What an opportunity. I'm stuck in traffic. Someone cut me off on the highway. Someone talked back to me. Someone stood me up. I didn't get the job. What an opportunity. What an amazing blessing because I'm alive. And if I'm alive, then even the disturbances are also fantastic blessings. They pale in comparison to the amazing blessings and joys and pleasures of this world. So 
you might not like that other guy because he's got a bigger house than you or a bigger nose than you. He might not vote the way you vote or dress the way you dress. And there's a million reasons to dislike other people, either because of jealousy or because of bigotry. But when you recognize that everything's a gift, everything you have in your life is a gift from God directly to you, you have exactly what you need. And so does that person to do your job and for him to do his job in this world. And therefore, just because he has a bigger house than you or dresses different or votes different doesn't make a difference to the fact that you have a job to do in this world and have exactly what you need for that job. You can even overlook his bigger nose or his habits or his values or views that you disagree with. And that's the idea of this week's Parsha. This Shabbos is called Shabbos Nachamu, which means consolation. But the word Nachama, based on the first time it appears in the Torah, really means to change your perspective. When a person goes through a trauma or a tragedy, a person loses a loved one, they sit Shiva and they go through what in uh, in mourning in psychology is called the five stages of grief. The first one is called shock or denial, right? That we can't believe that this happened. We don't see any good in this. We can't understand why this happened. And then we go through a stage called of anger. How could this happen to me? Why me? Bargaining, which is if only I could go back and change things. Depression. I don't, I can't accept this. I can't go on living anymore. And finally, ultimately acceptance and meaning making. In order to go through, to get to that final level of acceptance and meaning making, we have to go through the other, the other five stages. But ultimately that final stage, of acceptance in Hebrew, Nahama, requires us to recognize that there's good and meaning in the loss. It requires us to change our perspective, to go from I'm entitled to the world going the way I want it to go and ending the way I want it to end to recognizing that I'm lucky to still be here, to be alive, and to have had those moments of connection with that person who I lost. So the word Nahama means changing your perspective. And it's amazing to notice that the word Nahama, the word comes from the root Nahem, which is the exact same letters as Chinam, free. Because the free gift is both a blessing and a curse. When we look at life as if we're entitled, so that leads to baseless hatred and tears for nothing, we cry over spilled milk, we get annoyed at each other, we get annoyed at the, base, the, the small and the big problems in our life. But when we change our perspective, when we recognize that life is a gift, this whole world is an opportunity for us to work on ourselves and to grow in order to earn the greatest reward, greatest connection to God in the next world, we transform chinam freeness into nachem, nachama, comfort, and transforming our perspective. If we can get this, if we can live with this consciousness that I'm not entitled to anything, we can live a life of happiness and incredible blessing and pleasure. So I want to wish you all a beautiful Shabbos, a beautiful year, a beautiful life of loving every single moment 
of the, the blessings and the curses. Whatever we go through in this life, no matter how hard, realize that it's just a gift in disguise. It's just a blessing in disguise. It's a gift for you to learn to become the greatest you you can possible possibly be. Thank you so much for listening. Wishing you all a beautiful Shabbos.